0: Beefy Maiden. That is so gonna be a tavern name.
1: I'm going to the Beefy Maiden. Yes. Oh, it's a good one. Also, a brothel in the back.
2: Red Raiders.
3: Hello. Thread Raiders.
1: Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders.
3: Thread Raiders.
1: Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders.
3: Thread Raiders. Thread
1: Raiders.
0: Thread
2: Raiders.
1: Thread Raiders, Thread Raiders. Raiders. Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders Podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a movement to spread goodwill among all creators, with the occasional side quest for pauldrons and cauldrons.
0: I see what you did there.
1: My name is Fenwald Griswick.
0: And I am Chaotic Anarchy
1: and today we have a, a whole bunch of people hanging out with us
0: <laughs> yay i got a little
1: carried away <laughs> let's say hello to tk hi
4: folks Hello, TK. how are you sir i'm doing okay just getting a vert cold which dropped me for two days
0: he's a little squeaky it's kind of cute
1: that's all right we can edit <laughs> that part out
0: <laughs> don't make him don't make him laugh too hard because he gets real wheezy and it's hilarious That's why they call
1: me Musilex. That's my nickname. (laughs) And I also want to say hello to Kim.
2: Hi, Kim. Hi.
1: Fellow Thread (laughs) Raider, fellow podcaster. uh, Indeed. All around nice lady.
4: She really is.
0: Aw, thanks. Super fabulous. Wait till you see the what's in the box she brought.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Is it a... um... It's
0: almost fit for a pirate.
1: (laughs) Whatever it is, it's three foot nine by three foot nine by three foot nine. Use your imagination.
4: (laughs) It's a giant squash, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's an eggplant again, isn't it? (laughs) Stay tuned to find out what's in the box. Today's episode.
1: So first of all, I think we should, uh, I think we should maybe uh, void dire Kim here a little bit, uh, do a, an interview.
0: Oh, so fancy to the term. <laughs> yes.
1: Well, that's okay, because Kim oh, is actually wow. the most erudite mm-hmm. guest that we have ever had.
3: Oh, wow. really? <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, well, she has attained a level of intellectual knowledge that most people would not even be uh, comfortable with. <laughs> and I know that because I listen to her podcast. This is why we have to Aww. be on the
3: same team for Snapcaps. <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew it I don't know if I count as erudite but thank you <laughs> well, Chris
4: can't be wrong it's kind of part of his contract so. yeah it's a oh, thing
1: yeah. well,
3: then who am I to disagree with such greatness
1: you didn't disagree I cut that part out
3: no <laughs> <laughs> The greatness of being the editor.
1: So for those of you who don't know, uh, Kim is actually involved in multiple podcasts. We're going to uh, touch on all of them here today, but one of them we're going to focus on, and it's the Service Desk Podcast, uh, which is yes. entirely about tech support. Indeed. But in a, in a fun and entertaining and enjoyable way. We try. You you try very well. <laughs> <laughs> and given that it's all about tech support, I have a question, Uh That has been bugging me since Mm -hmm. uh, since 1993. And you may be the first human I've ever met who could accurately answer it.
3: Okay, Why
1: is the blue screen of death blue?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, take your time to answer. There's no rush.
3: Once upon a time in Microsoft land, they decided (laughs) that blue would be a nice calming color for when the entire system was dying terribly and so they made the screen blue even though we all need know that it's just the worst thing ever it really is <laughs> it's alarming it means death although now in windows i think that started with windows 8 but now it gives you like a little sideways frowny face
1: it does Aww. not make it any better it's the
4: sad <laughs> apple face of windows and it pisses me off
1: it is, and not only that, but they changed the color for Windows 10.
3: Oh yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, it used to be navy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now uh, it's a color called cerulean, which is like a yes kind of. If you were if you were being drowned in the ocean, that would be the last <laughs> color that you would see.
3: That's just Microsoft being <laughs> fancy. My God! Well, and that was the focus of the color in the Devil Wears Prada, if I remember correctly. It was cerulean blue.
0: Yes, because it couldn't be normal blue. I just like the word cerulean I know it's very <laughs> alluring That should be like a t-shirt color like, I don't want to walk into a store and be like I need cerulean <laughs> It matches my eyes and my shoes so just
4: look at them. It matches the color of my soul
1: Since that store is a Spencer's gift They're going to be like get out <laughs> Or they'll have it in like
4: nine different shades of cerulean
1: Yeah. Oh. I have
0: more questions for Kim Kim question 503
4: Okay, I would like. Oh no,
0: we're even numbers. I thought, I that's was right. Going to
1: that's say. right. Let's oh, skip that I'm, one. Yeah. Well, I
0: was really excited about it too. All right, four hundred and eighty-eight. <laughs> 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 so, tell us how this podcast got started. What made you want to create a podcast about the IT life?
3: So I was in a service desk room in which there were two of us that were the actual service desk people and then for a project that was happening we had a temp person that was kind of thrown in the corner in our room just to have somewhere to put her and so then every day she was there she'd be doing like whatever temp stuff like organizing files and stuff like that and every day there'd be somebody that would walk in or there'd be someone on the phone that would do something and I would turn to her and I would go okay when you contact temp, uh, helps, help desk support desk whatever mm-hmm. make sure that you include and then I would go off about all the details to include and all of the things that you should talk about and not treat us like trash when you are asking for assistance (laughs) and one day I was like okay so when your password expires make sure that a you write down the new password that the person has given you and b and I was going on a tirade about passwords (laughs) and she was like you know what you should make a podcast out of that because this is hilarious and everybody needs to know how to check you know, how to change their password, how to make sure they know what their password is, and hopefully not torque off the service desk people that are going to help them with whatever they need. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was like, that's a good idea. But of course, it took (laughs) quite a while. And I had took a while to find somebody to do it with me. Because as erudite as I am (laughs) 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 I love it (laughs) it's kind of hard to do that by yourself so honestly
0: I feel that IT jobs are one of the most difficult jobs ever because of the people that you have to work with I have never met a happy IT person at any job I've ever done. And I try to make it the most pleasurable experience, even though I have no idea what I'm doing. And Uh I try very hard to listen to all the the directions that i am given to make it easier for the IT person. But just I get some questions sometimes at my job and I don't even work in IT. And I just like like trying to get people to see things on the screen and get them to do the things I'm asking them to do. And it just, it just doesn't happen. I don't know how well, you do it. Kim,
4: that I just, I, I am so grateful Patience for Kim. I'm a saint. When, uh, heavy metal Jesus was having a computer issue. She was there for us to bounce ideas <laughs> off of. Like
3: just, it was amazing. Helping,
4: like, Oh, you should try this tool. It's like, Oh, also download this tool and this tool. because like, I never tried that tool. Oh, I use it at work every day. It's a great tool. <laughs>
0: See, Kim doesn't know when I said moderator, I really meant Thread reader help desk.
2: <laughs> oh, that's
3: why you're, that's why you're bribing me with dice. I
1: get it.
4: It takes a lot of it off me because that was my job for the longest time. That's really the way CIA recruited me just because I'm a help desk guy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the ad said marshmallow eater, but that was a complete
4: know <laughs> <ill>. uh, <laughs> Did you see the picture?
0: I love the dedication I got, this woman has. I got has.
4: confused when Say put that up last year. I thought it said marshmallow heater. What? What did I put
0: up last year? <laughs> <laughs>
4: <It's> a, <laughs> I think maybe I would have said marshmallow heater. <laughs>
1: Twitter ate it. That's all that matters. <laughs> and now you know how we met TK.
4: I'm so funny
0: sometimes. I don't even know. No, Kim has this beautiful photo and for those who are listening you should look up her profile now on Twitter.
1: <laughs> September the 20th.
0: Testing out for Chubby Bunny for the extra live stream which we're super excited about. <laughs> so yes. go check it out right now.
4: <laughs> well, don't stop listening to the podcast though. Just keep listening and then go look at the photo. If your IT block Twitter, <laughs> you contact me. I'll yell at them for you. <laughs>
0: So, Kim, what is your most hated question you get as an IT
3: desk person? Oh, well, I've switched jobs, so I don't get the most irritating um, password requests that I used to. (laughs) Um, Like, I don't mind changing your password once, but (laughs) when I have to help you multiple times in the same day... (laughs)
4: uh. it's number 14 that really just pisses it people off one through three are just oh that's daily then 14 you're
3: like just listen to me but otherwise actually i'm the weird it person like the reason most it people are crabby and don't want to talk to you is that they are it people like they focus (laughs) They focus on computers. They don't want to talk to people. They'd rather go hide in a dungeon somewhere and do their work and have everyone leave them the F alone so that they can get their <laughs> stuff done.
0: But is it because like of all of the annoying people or they just want to focus on their job and they're not really customer service type enjoyable people?
3: It's a combination Uh mm. And then, of course, you already know what it's like to try to help somebody, even if it's yeah. a simple task, to be it's like, rough. okay. rough. Yeah. Like <laughs> pop-up blockers. I have to tell
0: people how to take their pop-up blockers. and <laughs> It so, makes me want to hate myself so, so bad. Kim, do
4: you want to come work for my company? Because um, right now I have like two customer service people, my wife and mm-hmm. my friend Heather. That's it. <laughs> <Ooh>.
0: <laughs> and... well, but it sounds like she doesn't want to do customer service.
3: <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I am the customer service focused one, which is part of the reason I wanted to do the podcast because I actually enjoy helping people and like the people that are nice and understand that I'm here to help you. And then even like I consider service desk to be a good chunk of it is actually just like counseling (laughs) Hmm. because people call in and they're frustrated they're upset something's not working and they have to call in to the stupid service desk to get help (laughs) with whatever they need and so they're already in a bad mood they have to deal with me uh not understanding them which is frustrating regardless of who you are Mm -hmm. and then by the time i get to understand what they're talking about to step them through the usually very mundane, very easy tasks of whatever it takes to fix their thing Mm -hmm. um, and making it work, it's really frustrating from the customer side. So I try to be the person who's like, okay, I understand you're having a rough day. What can I do to make your experience with me, with service desk and IT in general, how can I make that better? And so I try to translate Whatever techno babble goodness that I need to tell you into real people speak.
2: Hmm.
3: And so I consider myself part translator, part counselor, part actual knowledgeable person who can help you with whatever thing that you have. Well, I appreciate all the work that you do. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Definitely. <laughs> and as a tech manager, I know I do because I know it's a pain to deal with it. I worked help desk for years before I became management. And it's it's sometimes a pain to deal with people. But hey, you are one of those gems, like a diamond in the rough, who knows their people who
1: don't get what we get. Now, you cover, you know, it's not just, uh, you know, random uh, stuff about IT. You cover a bunch of different stuff. You actually Mm -hmm. have a new segment on your show. And in the most recent episode that I listened to, you guys were talking about 3D printers and how the military has a robot uh, that can actually build a barracks out of some sort of goo that it carries around with it and in 40 That's hours it can build a barracks that can hold 10 humans which is incredible Wait,
3: What is this goo? the goo is cement but oh. yeah we can call it goo <laughs>
1: sure how many different kinds of cement are there thousands okay it's goo until it <laughs> settles into something
3: fair fair it does have to dry first you are correct
1: I saw a photo of this thing it's like living inside of a sandcastle the thing is hideous <laughs>
4: doesn't need to be pretty. It just has to work.
0: Exactly. I feel like living inside a sandcastle would be kind of pretty. Uh,
4: what uh, kind of sandcastle
0: have you been in?
1: <laughs> Do you think it's possible that you could hack this thing to have it print up like a 3D minibar?
3: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that would That's only add mission. like
1: maybe another hour.
4: <laughs> you and I have to steal one of these. Well, I'll steal it so you're not coppable. And you, me will figure it Don't out. Don't
3: say this on a podcast, TK. Come on.
4: Oh, I've said so much worse on this podcast. It's okay.
0: <laughs> We've blooped it most of out.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's still there. <laughs>
1: See, the problem with your podcast is that it's too good because once you hear something like robot that builds barracks, your brain just shuts down and you can't even listen to the rest of it, you know, because you're thinking about this robot and how amazing it would be to have a movie where the bad guy hacks the robot and has it build a concrete gun, you know, and it's inside the barracks somewhere. No. And then he goes in and shoots people. It would be so good. Secret volcano lair. It's Oscar worthy.
0: Honestly, I don't know what the huge fan about robots is. I, know. I hate to be one of those people. The
4: problem is, we have robots that can do everything, but I just want a freaking robot that can do the dishes. That's all I want. Right? I just want a robot that will do dishes. Nothing Where's else.
3: Rosie. I was promised Rosie the robot would be able to come <laughs> and do all of my housework. Where is she?
1: Yes. Yeah. Embrace your IT rage.
3: The,
4: the <laughs> Jetsons made promises, people. Mets rage.
1: Now, you guys also did, you had like a whole series, episodes 9 through 13, which was all about social media sites. Oh, yes. You guys did Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. Uh, I was just wondering, based on your research, did Kim actually break the internet? She did not. No. It was fine. Excellent. She tried real hard, though.
3: Oh, it was what? like fractured slightly. <laughs>
4: So that mean-
1: I was worried we may have lost something into the gaping hole that she left.
4: <laughs> so, Kim, that means that, that's how you know you're a thread reader officially. You almost broke the internet.
1: <laughs> I'm no, pretty no, sure other, Kim, to other Kim, other Kim,
3: Kardashian, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, I should have specified. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> because now it's a whole different story. <laughs> this is part of time. So, I know you're very excited about this,
1: Kim. Tell mm. us
0: about the Beholder's Eye. E Okay. <laughs> eee! I love it.
1: It's <laughs> a level yes, of excitement yes, yes, yes. we're not used to on this podcast. See?
3: just <laughs> so Pace excited. yourself, Kim. So, uh, Beholder's Eye is an actual play and d podcast. Um, we are... It's an epic fantasy adventure. Oh. And the crew goes about battling all the evils of the world and what have you. And I play Zalara a wood elf monk uh whose entire monastery was killed off by some evil dudes called the red hand. Oh jeez. Yeah. So that was fun. It
0: sounds like a lot of fun.
3: Who else is in it? Alex is our DM. He's Alex DMBE, so DM of beholder's eye is the Okay, meaning oh. behind that. Uh but anyway, cool. he's the DM and he and Sam's a lot 007. Sam, uh, they got together and they kind of were like, Hey, we should do a podcast, this would be really awesome because they'd been playing together, and so it was kind of their bringing everyone together. So they ended up, they'd been playing with this guy, Ryan, uh, who is Duff Duff. The third, I believe, is his Twitter handle. I never give out his Twitter handle. This is weird. <laughs> um, it's anyway. same magic. yeah, Duff Duff the third. He's uh, from England, actually, and they'd been playing together on Roll Twenty, and so they were like, "Hey, would you be interested in joining us?" And so I brought him in, and then Ryan or not Ryan, Alex's brother Ben, who would be. Miro, M-I-R-O, uh-oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at this. <laughs> we'll find them.
0: It, what, M-I-R? Is that what you say?
3: Miro, 4-D-2, there we go. Ooh. Four, letter D, two. Um. Anyway, so they were all playing together, and then I, they had, like, followed me on Twitter or something, and I was giving them feedback because I'm the kind of person who, if I'm into your stuff, I will talk to you about it. I will Mm -hmm. tell you it's bad, it's good, whatever. And so we ended up, I ended up chatting with Alex and was like, oh, and I'm starting my podcast. I need help with editing and figuring out how all the stuff works together. And so I started chatting with him and with Sam. And then one day they saw me being like, I want to play D&D. And they were like, hey so you want to come play with us and i was like (laughs) what on a podcast (laughs) absolutely (laughs) so uh yeah and that's kind of where that came from and then i jumped in in episode 15.
0: yay so make sure everybody check out episode 15 we'll post the
3: link uh below this podcast too so you can click on it coming up within the next few weeks i actually got to dm a little side game for them as well so that'll be October fifteenth, I think the first. To- oh gosh, it comes out on my birthday. That's amazing. Oh, anyway.
0: Awesome. Oh, yay! Your birthday's coming up. Yay! It's like
1: they planned it that way.
0: I'll make sure to leave your gift on the Thread Raiders IT desk for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a bag of marshmallows. <laughs> now you're allowed to tell us.
0: Are you allowed to tell us, <laughs> to tell us um, what this might be about? Is there a theme to this side game, or is it a surprise?
3: Uh, it's a surprise, but. We had a side eye before um, where Sam stepped in and DM'd for a few episodes. And it kind of sparked a group called the Canaries. Spoiler who alert. Who are... <laughs> <laughs> is
0: no one supposed to know about the Canaries?
3: No, 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 no. It's fine. Uh, so the group is called the Canaries. And they go and basically explore areas that are dangerous, like caves or minds or what have you and so that's kind of where we just random characters can come together and be like we're the canary crew for this particular time and then go do the thing so
0: (laughs) nice I look forward to seeing it well I guess hearing it hearing it (laughs) with my ear holes not my (laughs) eye big difference (laughs) now do they have like a, a twitter handle for the beholder eye Yes. Well?
3: Beholders Eye Pod. And you can see all of this and Ben does some lovely artwork if you want to go to beholders Cast dot com.
4: And make sure you leave it a five star review on iTunes. Yes.
3: yes. For everything. Thread writers included. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about Mimic Nights. Oh, yeah. So I also stream because mm-hmm. when I jump into things, I don't do it in half measures. I just kind of do all the things at once. Um, the greater so, way? <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so I jumped into Welcome Party uh, RPG is the, the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Welcome Party RPG. We have a very open and inclusive group Uh and just this last weekend, actually, they did a 36 hour last weekend or the weekend before. Anyway, 36 hour trans life charity stream in which they raised three, two thousand dollars, a lot of money. I'm not nice. sure the exact amount Um, for trans life to help with like suicide lines, which is mm-hmm. huge for me. Like anybody who can help those who are
0: Con- suffering.
3: Yeah. Like not Yeah, cool. that's
0: great.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, oh wow. That's anyway. amazing. Now was this was like a twenty four hour stream?
3: Thirty-six. Yeah. Thirty six. So nine hours. different one shots. Wow. That is a really lot awesome.
4: of one shots.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, so much fun though. And this is the one you uh cosplayed for, right?
3: No, that was for
0: <laughs> You're just everywhere. I'm trying I to am. keep track of it. I need to make like a calendar of Mets. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'll, I'll make you a flowchart. Um, yeah, I love flow charts. <laughs> You're my
0: favorite person. <laughs> I'm um, excited now. So,
3: no, that one was the fifteenth, and that was for uh, non-toxic gaming, which was raising money for checkpoint.org. Oh. <laughs> and that was a thousand fifteen hundred dollars raised for them, uh, but yeah, that's where I was cosplaying as Grandma Monk and. TK and I got to play that I got really to fun. give
4: it which everyone gave me crap for during the stream when I just looked at a transmogrified judge like your mother was a futon I just love your response <laughs> whoa whoa Johnny too far you did it with a finger too which was great oh,
3: no. best insult ever I loved
0: it <laughs> yeah I um, love the makeup job that you did it looked fantastic Yeah, that was a lot of
3: fun. Uh, But back to Mimic Nights. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I could go on forever. I go to a tangent about that. So Mimic Nights is the second, fourth, and fifth Tuesday. And it started as a one shot of um, Mimic King's Castle, I think is what was called. Um, But the castle was all Mimics. And it was, yeah. It was amazing. My eyes and, are so bright right now. <laughs> uh, so we went in and we like tried to not kill things. And so that was really fun. We befriended mimics and like got through without doing much damage. And then our DM, everybody at the end was like, this is amazing. We need to keep going. And so we did. And it turned into this big, long campaign. And now we are all like super OP like I'm the (laughs) avatar of poison Denise is my character and yeah so she can cure and poison people all all the day long it's amazing
0: and so you spend a lot of time like creating the characters for these right
3: so with Solara I wrote a literal seven page backstory nice oh my (laughs) Because that's the kind of person I am. Uh, with Denise of the Mimic Knights, I didn't have much because it was supposed to be a one-shot. But mm. I still had a good page worth of info for her, which was good because it got to be developed into then, you know, within the campaign itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. And even Grandma Monk, she had a full page of backstory <laughs> as well.
1: Why can't don't we go around the table myself. and we'll each introduce our character? <laughs> and she's like, Okay and she whips out a scroll and it rolls across the floor. She's like, Chapter one <laughs> The Village of Ka
3: You're not wrong. For non
4: toxic gaming, that's pretty much what happens. Like, let's all introduce our characters and me and Kim were there like how much do you want as a backstory?
1: <laughs> it's love. There's nothing you can do about love.
3: You wanted a novel, right?
1: <laughs> I can do that.
0: i know for my characters i do a lot of one shots but if i reuse them again i incorporate the last one shot into their backstory for the next one. Ooh, fun yeah because it's like actually happened to them and then it's it makes it easier while you're playing too to remember what they've been going through with your backstory which is really neat
3: yeah
1: i only have the one character and i just keep changing the name
0: (laughs) (laughs) a man of many
1: names (laughs) that's right sometimes a woman of names
4: it's kind of like the uh, carnival of horrors when people get can we just use the same one and just change the name it's like yeah i'm fine with that
0: <laughs> yeah I, that was me that requested that <laughs> I, was like, I really love my duro and i think this is the, this is gonna win oh <laughs> and i really didn't believe it was gonna die like i thought i was gonna make it all the way through but i
1: misunderstood the concept of tomb of horrors <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there's that she heard oh. me talking about
1: the the tomb of cotton candy and thought, "Oh, that's what we're talking about."
0: <laughs> but I thought it'd be really funny if they just coming kept coming back as like brothers or sisters of the person from before. That'd be hilarious.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Although to be fair, the tomb of cotton candy would be terrifying. Yes, so, I, mean, I think now so. <laughs>
0: I
4: have a tomb of horrors part, uh, carnival of horrors part two. <laughs> for uh, just calling it the cotton candy. For of cotton horrors. candy. <laughs>
1: people who understand me i love it
0: you start off in a room of cotton candy (laughs) go
1: rather than that it's
4: like you you go it's an innocent day you're a normal person roll a character you have five minutes
1: kim i just want to thank you uh for having dedicated 33 minutes and 17 seconds to trying to explain what the hell tumblr is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> up to an, and including the part where you brought in a special guest named elizabeth who was an expert on such things
3: and it was really funny because when we started doing social media stuff andrew and i were like facebook we can do facebook twitter no problem and then we got to anything beyond that and we were like um <laughs> i don't uh
1: do you know anything about snapchat <laughs> uh, I- and the answer was no so uh. And as an additional thank you for coming on this show, uh, I would like to answer your riddle from Jonah.
3: Oh, yes. So the riddle from Jonah was, if pants, (laughs) wait, if a pair of pants was single, what would one pant
1: be? So pants, it comes from the Italian pantaloons. Um, Originally, a pantaloon was one leg's worth of fabric. Uh, so, uh, before the days of modern tailoring, you know, you would, uh, they would actually make two parts, one for each leg and you would fasten each of the legs to an ankle and then pull it up to the hip. Then you would create your pants, uh, by belting the two of them together. And they would give you a little bit of extra fabric for, uh, for modesty purposes. And, uh, so because they were originally sold in pairs, they were referred to as pants. It was actually a lot easier to go to the bathroom in the 11th century than it is today. Oh,
4: that's good to know. Yes, you could just go anywhere.
1: And in Commedia dell'arte, wow. uh, that's why Pantaloon wears mismatched pants. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. symbolic nod to the fact that the character is like a like a fool and doesn't know how to find you know the sa- the two pants that go together.
3: Aha. Uh-huh. Yes,
1: that's also why the villainess Harley Quinn uh, has mm-hmm. one red leg and one black leg. Huh. Yes, it's a sign of her inner madness so much. I couldn't fit all that into a tweet, so I had to bring it up here on the show. I
4: mean, you could <laughs> you just have to string the tweets together like thread.
1: <laughs> it was fifteen tweets, and I was fearful I would be rated at any moment, so I figured, oh, I'll leave it for the show. Well, I mean, it would have
4: happened, Chris as soon as you put something about Harley Quinn or pants, you know, we'd have been there. <laughs>
3: Yes, because pants bring all the girls to the yard. I (laughs) I thought that was kilts, personally, (laughs) but hey, you know, teach their own.
1: It's promo time. Greetings, everyone. Fenwald Griswick here. The presenting sponsor for this episode of the Threadreader podcast is Tabletop Loot. Listeners, I get it. You're young, you're confident, you're eager to explore the world. And most importantly... You want to get boned. That's why we recommend Tabletop Loot, the premier supplier for the Thread Raiders network of bone-themed dice. They have Dragon Bone, they have Bleached Bone, they have Wraith Bone. In fact, by simply typing the word bone into their search engine, you will be treated to a fantastic spread of all their skeletal gaming accessories. These are top quality gaming dice. Perfect for your D&D, Shadowrun, Vampire the Masquerade, Cthulhu, Pathfinder, or whatever gaming system you plan to play needs. Throwing some on the bone has never been more fun. Visit TabletopLoot.com today to check out the greatest selection of gaming accessories that has ever been collected into one online store. Tabletop Loot. Loot for every table. And now, back to our show.
0: What's next, Grizz?
1: Oops. It's tea time. <laughs> is, that
0: <the> t- <laughs> is that the new? Is that the new title? <laughs> oops, it's tea time. <laughs> oops, it's you tea time.
1: Keep... Is sponsored by Tabletop Loot.
0: <laughs> you have to keep that in there. That oops. Is... <laughs> yes. Oops.
1: <laughs> uh, tea time is the uh, section of our show where I give you uh, some uh, facts that were printed yes. on the underside yes. of an unnamed tea brand. And then you have to decide whether they are true, false, or huh. Uh, I will read each of the facts and then wait for your response.
3: Do you understand the huh Mets? Yes, and I want to answer every single one as huh. <laughs> <laughs> How avant-garde!
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to answer some of the questions because they depend on you <laughs> for us to win. Oh, okay. It's important. Yes. I, I need your Mets thinking cap on. Because <laughs> uh. winning is not important, but it is. <laughs> so.
1: Not to mount the pressure or anything.
0: No pressure. No pressure. All right, Chris. Question numero uno.
1: Snap cap fact numero 20. Broccoli is the only vegetable that is also a flower. Uh, what is cauliflower
4: so Groot is a mm. vegetable and a flower at the same time
0: I wouldn't eat Groot though.
4: Groot is broccoli that's all I'm
3: saying <laughs> what <laughs> Groot, Groot's a Groot tree. doesn't look
0: like broccoli <laughs> what kind of broccoli are you eating it looks
4: like a tree therefore it's Groot and it's horrible and evil to eat it I- I'm, eating I'm gonna bark? say false
3: I'm also going to say false because I believe there may be other forms of vegetables that are also flowers. Is cauliflower? Isn't that a vegetable? Yes. Yeah. So right there, that would be.
0: I'm assuming flower since it's in the name. It would be false.
1: All right, and the answer is false. Nah. Nice. Yay! Ah, ha, ha, ha. Yay! One thousand points for each of us. <laughs> <laughs> broccoli cauliflower <laughs> kale colliers and cabbage all of which are vegetables that are also flowers
3: fascinating yes grizz is like that's the, easy one, grizz.
4: Uh, i'm trying to think of the proper word here the king of <laughs> random knowledge
1: <laughs> i would also like to throw in there uh, artichoke which is <laughs> technically <laughs> the- I, think I
4: skipped
0: over that completely everyone tk <laughs> said because he's still thinking about the facts don't flirt
1: with me rook okay <laughs> Artichokes are the undeveloped flowers Of the scalamus thistle So there you go
4: Like
0: I said king go. of random
1: knowledge <laughs> yes.
0: Well honestly I force him to play this game Because I, I love
3: <laughs> I'm not gonna lie Like 90% of the time I listen to you Explaining some of these things And I'm just like I'm pretty sure he's making this up On the spot <laughs> <laughs> I've, but he sounds real confident. I've, so Sometimes stuff. I wish he was because
4: some of these caps are crap.
1: How dare you, madam? How dare you go after impugn my reputation? I a challenge. I've Googled a
4: few things after Grids, and I've <laughs> talked about it like on the show, and it's like, wow, now I have to, go- I have to look more into this because he's like, oh, yeah, this is what this article says. What this article says, like, you spend a lot of time researching this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hours.
1: Hours go into this show.
3: I'm sorry to impugn your <laughs> massive It's too late. Knowledge. I've already cut you out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Snapcap fact number 217. Blackboard chalk contains no chalk.
3: True. Why are you saying true? I don't remember why, but I remember hearing this fact before. What is it made out of? <laughs> Silicate of some sort, I think.
1: I can verify this is a very popular fact.
2: I'm going to agree
4: with uh, Metz here and say true. Yeah. She was so confident about
0: it. I feel like how how could we go wrong? I'm so just... I'll go. I, I like the true. We'll go with
1: true. <laughs> All right. I believe in you. And the answer is false.
0: Ah. Oh, I was swayed. No. Kim has
1: a new TK
4: curse.
0: It probably has like 1% chalk in it or something stupid.
4: It's, zero, it's like 1% chalk but 0% juice.
1: It is true that the vast <laughs> amount of chalk on the market today is made out of gypsum, which is calcium sulfate, C-A-S-O-4. Ah. However, sulfate, uh, Prang so, really is a company that actually makes dustless chalk that is made uh, almost entirely out of calcium carbonate, which is chalk, uh, a form of limestone. You can purchase it at Home Depot for fifty nine. Hmm.
3: Well...
4: So, we need to go to Home Depot, that buy a was... crap ton of chalk, and start writing on
3: stuff. <laughs> oh, Just how for fun, cool to be. would that be? Just because. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's fun. Got to tag stuff with Thread Raiders. Chalk is the good way to do it. They can wash it off, then we'll go back and do it again.
0: <laughs> Murder Dice does some really good tagging. They could teach us. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. And then no did sidewalk tag is my safe. Name. It
0: was beautiful. <laughs> We're writing
3: sidewalks oh next. <laughs> what it's about accepted here, here in, in
1: Philadelphia. Oh, Is sidewalk talk talk? Sidewalk talk talk? Yes. No. Sometimes. Moving on. (laughs) Snapchat fact number 497. You can't run away. Come back, girls. (laughs) (laughs) To fix a button about to fall off, dab a little clear nail polish over the threads holding it on. To
4: seal the threads.
3: In theory,
1: yes, but it doesn't really work. Yeah,
4: I did that <laughs> in, this in the Navy. Is really a cap?
1: This is, in fact, a cap.
3: He's just throwing things out there I've now. done that in
4: the Navy. It did not work well. No, I, why I, did
0: you do that in the Navy? Why were you
1: carrying <laughs> nail polish?
4: <laughs> Trick to pass inspection. I mean, that's cool. There you go. Oh. Uh, that's let 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 me me the story, you. and you're sticking to the, it. The uh, push-ups mm. that I had to do afterwards or the one-mile, one-by-one-foot-square-foot walk were not worth it.
0: feel like that would not work. Why would any? Huh? Why would anyone do that? <laughs> <It's how laughs> your my button's falling answer? off. <laughs> you know what? Let's use nail polish. What? <laughs> like, why not glue or sew it back on? Why did he say... Uh, I'm going to go with uh, false.
1: All right. Also not false. To,
4: no. I'm going to go with false. Yes.
1: Okay. Uh,
3: Works for runs in pantyhose, not for buttons.
2: <laughs>
1: and the answer is huh oh, so close. Yeah. this is not a fact uh, this is a <laughs> suggestion
0: so it should be false then.
1: there are thousands of ways to fix a button there are dozens of adhesives that would work uh, possibly better and or worse than clear nail polish also is there such a thing as clear nail polish because yes. why would you paint clear over top of your nail, you either like your nail or you don't.
4: A clear coat. It keeps the...
1: It's like a sealant. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Uh, That's the one part I didn't look up. So you can either paint your plain nails
3: to help protect them, or you can put it over top or under to Mm -hmm. help your nail polish color last longer.
0: Yeah, you can make it shiny too. If you don't want a color, you could just add some shine
1: to your nails. This is exciting. Now you're teaching me stuff.
2: Mm -hmm. Also, there's a... Mm -hmm.
4: What I learned from Mandy from our wedding, there's a diamond clear coat it has mm, tiny yes. little fake gems in it that look amazing.
3: <gasps> sparkle, sparkle. That's cool.
1: Plus, if you have to claw someone's eyes out, that's like extra.
3: <laughs> oh, Catwoman it's on them. true. That's when you get the acrylic nails
1: and really just make them good mm-hmm. and sharp. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is that the acrylic nails stay behind, and then that's evidence against you when you're trial.
4: Not that Grizz would know anything about that or anything. This is why we can't go to Cincinnati anymore, Grizz.
1: Moving on again. (laughs) I told you never to mention Cincinnati. How dare you?
4: That was during episode 26.
0: We don't talk about it. (laughs) Which, by the way, everyone and their mother has messaged me about episode 26, by the way.
1: (laughs) That's because they refused to listen to episode 20. People, do your homework. (laughs) (laughs) Snapcat fact number 658. New York City. Is made up of fifty islands. Fifty? I only
3: know one. Well, there's like a couple in on the do river, you know? but Staten.
1: Excellent. I know a few. Long. but
4: I don't think it's fifty. That's a lot of
0: islands. That would make like all of New York like an island.
4: Well, most of it is, though. I, I mean, except for upstate New York. But the main city itself. <laughs> I mean.
3: Upstate Uh, New York is part of the state, not the city.
4: (laughs) Are we talking about the city of New York itself or the state of New York? I'm going to say true on the city because it's a bunch of islands. I mean, I don't know how many exactly.
0: Yeah, it seems extreme. Mm.
4: But then you have like, in PA, we have like tiny ass islands here that make up our state, though. Like, we have city island.
0: See, like in my mind, I picture island like... Hawaii, like secluded so out <laughs> of nowhere. So, thinking of New York as like tiny little island seems weird.
1: Philadelphia has an island. It's called Hog Island. That's where the term hoagie comes from.
3: Huh. Fascinating. I'm gonna say
1: huh on this one because <laughs> I don't.
3: I would need a definition for island.
1: Land surrounded by water that's smaller than a continent.
3: But are they including like that one weird little like? Landing spot that doesn't have any buildings on it. Yes, really. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like fifty's still too many.
3: I know they paid like twenty-four beads for it, but that doesn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was it one <laughs> bead
3: for if only each island? We
0: got that snippet.
3: <laughs> that's oh. what I'm wondering. Like, oh, if the original colonist came over and paid the Native Americans twenty-four beads for the islands that make up new york city and it was one per island that would make sense i'm gonna
4: stick with true because just it's i've always heard new york is just a bunch of islands not confident in my true but i want to say true
0: all right i am willing to believe there are multiple islands even though i never thought of it like that but i still don't
3: think there's 50 i think i'm still gonna go huh on this one <laughs> okay <laughs>
1: you do it so well <laughs> and the answer is false New York City (laughs) Good job, CA
3: 1,000 points
1: (laughs) New York City is in fact made up of many islands Uh, However, the number is somewhere between 36 and 42 Depending on the tide Uh, Manhattan is an island Staten Island is an island Mm -hmm. Two of the boroughs uh, on Long Island are part of New York City Uh, In addition to that, there are a ton of small islands, uh, most famous of which is probably Rikers Island, a home of the eponymous prison. Uh There are several lost islands, which is why the fact was probably originally 50 islands, but has now dwindled to 42 due to climate change. Um, Hog Island was destroyed by erosion and storm damage in 1902. Uh, East and West Twin Islands are both gone now. Uh, Big Tom is literally a giant rock that only sticks its head out of the water during extreme low tides uh, around equinoxes and shifting storms and things like that. Uh, And there are several others. Statewide, New York has 204 islands. So how about that?
4: That's insane. That's a lot of islands. Yeah.
1: You could also make a fuss about the term made up. Of fifty islands, the words "made up" would imply that New York City actually sits on fifty islands. That is incorrect. Uh, most of these islands are uninhabited.
4: This is this is what C and I deal with every time on the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right, persnickety, always persnickety.
4: Nah, persnickety,
2: it's back.
1: Snapcap fact number nine forty four. Napoleon Bonaparte was actually not short. At five foot seven inches, he was average height for his time.
0: That fit on a cap. Yes. That whole thing yeah. fit on a cap.
1: Yes. I had to use a microfine glass to read it, but it was there. <laughs>
0: At five seven.
1: Five foot seven.
0: Hmm. So he's short in today's
3: height for, um, I guess, a person. Yes,
1: without question.
3: But, but not back then. For a male. I mean, the Roman soldiers were six foot plus.
4: I'm going to go with true because, as they say, to the victors goes the spoils and the victors do control history. So maybe to dis- dis- disqualify Napoleon as a leader of the revolution, they would have made him shorter. Because at- back then, you know, tall person means they're powerful. Very good. And this is without
0: him wearing shoes to be tall or anything. They're legit saying that he was 5'7". Legit.
1: Too legit. For what it's what worth, he was measured quit? in prison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, of what?
3: course he was. They had to figure
1: out how well,
0: did he to die at five seven, or was he shorter?
3: <laughs> <laughs> they just sliced oh. off his feet. Huh.
4: <clears throat> they cut him off at the ankles and then the shins, like down. You're five two now, five one. You're four foot. Uh-huh. We're cutting off the rest I of you. I feel
0: like I feel <laughs> like five seven's still too high. Like like the story. Like, when did the story come about that Napoleon was short? Was that back then they were bragging on about it and then it just followed to today's history lessons? Hmm. Maybe. Or was it something that came up much later about Napoleon?
4: I, I think m- most of that probably was our history because our history has been written by the victors for the longest time. I mean, look at the Roman wars. They don't tell you when you're studying the crusades. All the losses, but you hear about
3: the wins. (laughs) I'm gonna say false, just to be against TK.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna go false as well.
1: All right, and the answer is false.
4: How tall was he?
1: (laughs) He was, in fact, five foot two. Ah.
4: Nah. Here's how we
1: know. Uh, He was sentenced to exile on an island called Saint Helena. And the reason why this is important is because St. Helena was owned by the British. When uh, he stepped off of the ship, he was required to give his name and all of his information, including be measured for his height and weight. Uh, he was measured with a British yardstick, and that's where uh, the misnomer comes in. People believe that he was actually five foot seven because there is a difference between French yardsticks and English yardsticks when they would have measured him, it would have given the (laughs) wrong size if they had measured with a French yardstick, except they didn't. So he was in fact five foot two. Um, according to the uh, information that we have from the time, the average height for a male was five foot four. So he was in fact not average height. He was below average
4: to get
0: Napoleon. It sounds better. Yeah, it sounds much better cuz there was well, no way that all the story hype would happen at 57.
1: And yeah. you know, he was referred to by his men as La Petite Caporelle. so, you know. <laughs> the, <laughs> that's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was a, it was like a badge of it was a, you know, lovingly. You know, he
0: I don't feel the love. Never <laughs> do his face
1: though.
0: <laughs> what would you say about his face?
4: He never said that to his face cuz you know, that's a get that's a get shanked. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Great! Now I have the, this idea of like a little midget <laughs> being called La Petite i and being like t- turning around, going, "What you call me?" I'm shaking. <laughs>
1: <somewhere>. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the French history podcast that's coming up. That's our next joint.
2: Yes. Oh,
1: no. Snapcat fact number one zero three one: an octopus has three hearts.
4: I,
3: I thought it was two. I'm
4: going to go with huh. Because I have no idea on an octopus's anatomy other than they're really smart. Because
3: oh. being smart has something to do with the anatomy?
1: Well, huh is is based around the question or the fact rather. You know, you're, you're doubting whether the fact is a fact or is written funny or can't be proven.
4: Uh, it can be proven if you autopsy it. I'm going to say False. I mean, you can prove an octopus only has a certain number of hearts by autopsying it. That's better. And I went from the a sicko that autopsied uh, an octopus. Like, leave it alone, you bastard.
1: TK's on his soapbox? I didn't realize you were so passionate about octopodes.
4: They're smart. So, they're they're awesome things. I've watched a lot of videos on octopus.
3: Octopodes. That's correct. I'll go with true. Okay. Mm-mm.
0: Because I I think it's something like two of them, like they have to have at least two to be able to move the way they do. Not that I'm a scientist by any means, and I'm probably butchering it, but I <laughs> I know there's definitely two
3: at least. Sure. Why not? They can be super time lords.
0: Yes.
1: So we're going with true? Yes. Yeah. All right. And the answer is true.
0: <laughs> you get a thousand points, and you get a thousand points.
1: I win okay, a thousand Oprah.
4: because I did not know that. <laughs>
1: Octopodes do, in fact, have three hearts: a systemic heart that circulates blood around the body, just like humans and most other animals, and then two bronchial hearts, uh, whose sole purpose is to collect oxygen from the two gills. Fascinating. That's
4: nifty as hell. I find them
0: so fascinating.
1: Fascinating, or uh, or icky, you know, depending upon.
0: (laughs) A little bit of both, but really, like they're able to fit in like the tiniest of holes, and they can. I watched one climb a rope the other day. That's fascinating.
1: Some kayaker was going across the ocean this week and a seal grabbed an octopus and then smacked the kayaker with it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was a had hell of a co- thing. That, I saw that. That yeah, kayaker that had it coming. Good video.
4: I didn't know that was the thing. I thought you were making a joke. That's a no. Yeah, no, totally. It's a video. Oh. I have to see that. That's great. <laughs> like, I've, I have a friend who worked at the museum, uh, not the museum, the aquarium in Baltimore. He's like, the octopuses are dicks.
1: <laughs> like why? Because they
4: they will they know how to open their ca- their enclosures and get out.
1: <laughs> yes. Wow. Snap fact number one two three six. Worrying squirrels is not tolerated in Missouri.
2: What? Worry?
0: Like to worry? Worry. What? They're they're worry huh?
4: squirrels. I can't even say it. Worry worry squirrels.
1: Worrying. <laughs>
4: <laughs> were we? Where, who do we know? Who's in Missouri? I think. I think. Uh, Anxious squirrels were abandoned. No. <laughs> I think uh, Adam's in Missouri. We should get time on the show. Like time. What's this squirrel <laughs> law you have?
0: I like to use a lifeline to call time. <laughs> <laughs> huh?
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with huh on this one because that doesn't make any sense as a question, like how can or a you... fact. Like they're banned.
0: You can't can't ban a squirrel. No,
1: no. Uh it's it's the worrying of a squirrel is not tolerated. So if you You if, can't worry about a squirrel. No, if you make the squirrel worried Wor worrying's a verb <laughs> <laughs> in this case. All right. I'm gonna <laughs>
0: I can't go up and worry a squirrel. Right. Like I can't go up and take its nut and make Correct. it worried.
4: Yes. I'm gonna say true because we live in Pennsylvania. Where there are some weird-ass laws. Like, you can't scare a horse with a motor vehicle. Or else you have to disassemble your car and bury it till a cop shows up.
0: Like, how did it even come to be if that's, like, a thing?
4: Maybe squirrels are, like, protected in Missouri? Or, uh, like, Ooh, are, are they, like, yeah. the, the national animal? Yeah, maybe they're almost extinct.
0: So maybe worry kills them all. <laughs>
4: <laughs> or maybe the, squirrel, maybe the squirrel actually secretly running for government. It got in government. It's like, no, no, you cannot mess with squirrels.
0: Well, I'm all about this protected species theory. I like that. All right, I'll, I'm willing to go with uh, with the true with the squirrel. Okay. Yeah, let's protect the squirrel
2: from worry.
1: And Kim, I'm sorry you said false. Huh? I'm sorry, huh? It doesn't right. <laughs> make sense. <laughs> all right. The question itself is just. <laughs> and the answer is true.
0: Ah,
4: really? Terrible.
0: <laughs> I, I kind of want to go worry this squirrel just for... I do
4: too. I want to go up to the squirrel and scream at it or something or just stand how there. How do you
0: even... Yeah, scream at... I can picture TK standing there screaming at a squirrel.
3: A. How did the whomever passed this law manage to come up with such terrible language? B. How in the world do you enforce this? C. What the fuck, Missouri? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so it took me 45 minutes to find this law. All right? Oh, wow. Title 17 of the Missouri Criminal Code is uh, deals with agriculture and animals. Chapter 272, Section 050 uh, includes the following, and I won't read the entire thing to you because uh, that's quite boring, but... Any person who does not maintain a sufficient fence shall hurt, wound, lame, kill or destroy or cause the same to be done by shooting, worrying with dogs or otherwise. Any of the animals in this chapter mentioned, such person shall satisfy the owner in double damages with costs. One of the animals mentioned in the chapter is a squirrel.
3: Wait, so you can have a pet squirrel? Misleading at best, yeah. and I stand by my home. Huh? All right, so one point for Kim.
2: <laughs> Yay!
1: I just want to go on record as saying, uh, Missouri is not on the cutting edge of technology, and they can burn in hell for what they put me through this week. <laughs>
4: Missouri, you made the list, just so you know.
1: And so, the winner by a score of five to four to two is CA.
4: CA, you Yay. won.
1: Well done get on down and party what's in the box
4: oh that was a good one
1: (laughs) (laughs)
0: beautiful job beautiful job pro right here in the making
3: now it's time
1: for what's in the box the part of the podcast where i read a really long story and hope that everybody's still awake at the end
3: my eyelids are taped open
1: well then here we go while you've only been incarcerated for 24 hours they have been a productive 24 hours You've managed to break off one of the tines from a fork they gave you for breakfast. You also manufactured five yards of thick thread from the down in your torn mattress. And using a particularly rubbery leaf of lettuce, you have collected three ounces of your own spittle. Your grand escape plan is as follows. Step one, when a guard comes to give you dinner, you're going to scream, my God, is that a fire goblin? Step 2. When the guard turns around to defend himself, you're going to yank him backwards into the bars, knocking him unconscious. Step 3. Take the keys and unlock the cell door. Step 4. Take off the guard's clothing and dress yourself. Step 5. Use the tine and thread to unlatch the exterior prison door, which appears to only be able to open from the outside. Step 6. Blind the outside guard with a spit leaf and then apologize with the left hook to the right cheek. Step 7. Find Molly, Minnie Molly, and all of your gear. Step 8. Blow this pop stand. This is the same plan you used when you were imprisoned by the pirates of All ren and it worked. This is the same plan you used when you were imprisoned by the pirates of Upper Ig Switch, and it worked. This is the same plan you used when you were imprisoned by the pirates, and then it suddenly occurs to you that you've been captured by many pirates on many occasions. While you're contemplating this, you hear a jingle at the door. Shh, the guard is coming. You get into posture, you will henceforth refer to as poor person waiting for a bus. (laughs) The guard appears in the corridor outside of your cell. He is an unexpectedly tiny man with one leg, in full plate armor. He wobbles up to your cell with a dish full of hellish-looking food and a very familiar dismembered fork. You're a little small, you lament to the guard. Is there somebody taller available? He reaches through the cell door and dumps your food onto the floor. Nah, just me. My god, is that a fire griffin? The guard doesn't even flinch. Do you think I'm that stupid? Thinking quickly, you snap your heels together and stand at full attention. Your Highness! The guard wheels around. Your Highness! Just as it dawns on him that maybe he is that stupid, you yank him backward into the bars. Except he's not knocked unconscious, because he has a metal head guard. So the two of you struggle for 30 seconds while you choke him into dreamland. Ten minutes later, you find yourself crammed into a set of pirate armor so small that it's cutting off circulation to several major important parts of your body. With each step... The stretched leather of your pants creeps down your legs, slowing your escape. Oh, you get to the outer door, but your left arm is now asleep from the pinching of the guard's tiny cuirass. What? Desperate, <laughs> you pound on the door with your right fist. <laughs> Who is it? Open up May. me. The door isn't even a centimeter open when you plow through it, knocking the investigated guard onto the ground unconscious. You rush to the left to escape, but smack straight into a second, unforeseen guard. The unimpeded impact shatters the rubbery leaf in your pocket, squirting both of you in the face with a grotesque spray of spittle. You both flail wildly at one another, so much so that the guard loses his balance and falls over the railing into a stairway leading down into the basement. Blinded by spittle and losing consciousness from lack of oxygen brought about by a poorly tailored bever, you stumble across the ground, half-running, accidentally adding courtyard dust into the mix. A third guard runs from the far side of the compound and swings a spiked mace at your head, but due to your sudden blindness you faceplant onto the ground. Never expecting your head not to be where it was, the third guard knocks herself unconscious with a follow throw. Her body lands on top of your own and for two minutes you struggle to extricate yourself from the underside of this beefy maiden.
0: <laughs> beefy maiden. <laughs> That's great. That is so gonna be a tavern name. I'm going to the beefy maiden. (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh, it's a good one. Also a brothel in the back. (laughs) The footsteps of approaching guards echo from the walls. Your stolen pants now insist upon remaining knee height for the remainder of the process. As you skip and hop towards a set of stairs on the far side of the courtyard, just as you reach the top of the stairs, the metal face guard shuts and you are plunged into darkness. You answer shouts of halt, with an extended middle finger, then step off into nothing as the stairwell you desperately sought turns out to be an observation deck. By some miracle, you survive the fall due to an unusual amount of wartime debris at the bottom of the fortress you just fell out of. The guards look down at you from above, alternating warnings of obedience and epithets about your mother. You hurl aside bits of your now worthless disguise and walk up to a stack of shipping containers. Then you stop and stand quietly leaning against the boxes as the realization slowly washes over you. It's an island. Given that your choices are either to go back to prison or hope for the best and dive off of the cliff, you take a minute to weigh your options. But the minute becomes a second when the first of many crossbow bolts jams itself into the wood of the crate you're leaning on, right between your middle and ring fingers. You look up to see three archers readying to fire. Thinking quickly, you grab the lid of a shipping crate and hoist it above your head. Volley after volley of arrows rain down upon you, slowly chipping away at your impromptu shield. You resolve to take your chances with the sea, but as always, you just can't help yourself. The shipping containers you're leaning on seem wildly out of place. Each container is a perfect cube, measuring four foot by four foot. They are all stamped Fragile, and each has a bill of lading, marking the destination as Pelskar National Bank. Pirates. Of course they are. You look into the now wide-open box. When all three archers go to reload at once, you hurl the lid aside, salute a fond farewell to the dozens of guards now congregated above you, and plummet into the warm embrace of the sun-drenched sea. My question for you is this. What's in the box?
3: What's in the
0: box? What's in the box? No, ah, Kim, I want to know what's in your box. I'm so excited. Yeah, that
4: <laughs> That's the important <laughs> question. What is in Kim's box?
3: So I remove the lid of the box and I am excited to see something white and kind of sparkly, maybe. Is it fluffy? It's a bit fluffy. <gasps> and I I pull it out and it looks like half of a unicorn? <laughs> I'm not quite sure what this is. And then I realize it's one of those costumes where you're the back half of the unicorn and it looks like you're riding it off into the sunset.
0: So wait, we have the ass of the unicorn? No, no, no. Have, no. <laughs> it's
3: <laughs> the head. The head of the unicorn. It's a unicorn. box of
1: asses.
4: Well, I mean, yeah, it's unicorn's <laughs> I just, ass.
0: I misunderstood. She said it was a fluffy, sparkly ass, and
4: I thought, oh. <laughs> well,
2: Well, gee, that him. is the... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I can't beat That's a Patreon that. exclusive only...
1: Saying the word fluffy on this podcast is like dropping a keg in an AA meeting, all right? You're starting to trouble.
0: (laughs) So, wait, I could be a unicorn?
3: Basically, it's one of those costumes where it looks like you are riding on the unicorn, but really it's your legs that are the back legs of the unicorn. Oh my goodness. When I wear it, is it
0: magical? Like, do people think I'm really on a unicorn?
1: Yes. They do. So not a two-man costume amazing. where you have to make the decision no, 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 of no. which end you want to be. <laughs> no
3: You do not better. have to be the fluffy ass. Okay.
1: <laughs> no. Not that there's anything wrong with that.
0: Look how accentuated that was. The fluffy. There's ass.
1: all kinds of people in the world. Not everybody needs a flip a coin. <laughs> hey. I mean, if you're down with that, go for it.
3: I'm but totally no, it's one of those where like it looks like the unicorn is on either side mm-hmm. of you, so it looks like you're riding. Yes. Do, 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 I know
1: exactly How realistic of a of a unicorn are we talking here Could it pass for real Say from about 50 feet away Well that would
3: check. be why it's in the box Because the first guy who saw it Was real convinced I got a uh, 16 then... that
4: perception CA <laughs>
0: And I can see Exactly why a pirate would want this right? <laughs> uh, All pirates would want fluffy unicorns
1: It's the resale it. value
4: <laughs> I'm. Gonna, uh, I'm. A, I, I, I. was super. a sailor, so as a pirate, it's like, know what? This is our lucky charm now.
1: So exactly. with a
0: 16 perception, you see me strutting around on a unicorn,
4: <laughs> super
0: proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm If you
1: it. want to prance, that's an acrobatics check.
3: Chriswicks, look at me.
1: Yeah, it, lovely. I love it.
3: Love to watch you strut.
1: Does the faux unicorn, uh, like the costume, doesn't have like a saddle? <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, that's why oh. it makes it look like you're riding it. Okay. Because the saddle, mm. like, goes around you.
0: Have you not seen one of these, Chris?
1: Uh, no, I saw the bareback variety, so. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. <laughs> I mean,
3: again, I bet you yourself. like a bareback, wow. fluffy ass. <laughs> the now, we're flirting with that variety. line. We're heading towards Okay, art.
4: then. Woo.
1: Everybody pump the brakes?
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I like me. Love a unicorn.
1: CA, hey, what's in your box?
0: <laughs> oh, my box? Yes. You're going to love this, Grizz. You ready? <laughs> you, uh, sure. You, I can't you, wait with Bathed Brad as this Grizz. You open up the box, and inside you see it looks like like an 8x11 piece of wood.
1: I do love that. I know. I know. You fit an 8x11 piece of wood into a 4x4 <laughs> box. That's incredible.
4: Oh, yes. You're welcome.
1: Spatial awareness <laughs> is not a strong
4: suit here in prison, you know.
1: Hey, peace. <laughs> <laughs> Define piece of wood. <laughs> Are we talking like well, a two by four, eight by you, eleven, you, or? <laughs>
0: <do> you, pull- <laughs> <laughs> you unfolded it, and it became.
1: So it's like it's like nunchucks.
0: Yes. It's okay. No, it's not like that at all. <laughs> okay. Well, you can make it smaller. You can make it smaller, but then it unfolds.
1: <laughs> this box came from IKEA. Doing it. on its way to the bank. <laughs> Are all of the nuts and bolts there?
0: (laughs) There's no nuts and bolts
1: to it. It just
0: unfolds. And you can keep unfolding it.
1: Uh, So if I continue to uh, unfold it, does it have like a design to it? Will it become something?
0: It does. It becomes a plank.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think we might want to take a minute for you to (laughs) Google the word plank.
0: (laughs) It's a portable plank. Oh, Does I'm it go right. off the side of a boat? Does
2: it
4: have like hinges so it keeps like my walk? Plank?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, oh no!
1: A portable port- plank Yeah, alright. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh.
2: Uh, it's a winner! <laughs> <laughs>
1: CK, I'm sorry, you're not going to win. That's just how it is, buddy. No, that, that's too good. <laughs> I, I feel real bad about this. Ah. We brought you here, and I'm sure you worked all week on your thing, but it's not going to work. <laughs> the pirates stole the point. <laughs> the other pirates... And it's a
2: foldable uh. plague. <laughs> CK, that's too good. Oh my god. Oh
0: <laughs> so TK if you were to take the plank if you <laughs> Oh <laughs> Oh
2: my god. If you took <laughs>
0: if you took your plank and you balanced it like on the edge of a
4: bar,
1: it would stay there. All right. A gravity defying <laughs> eight x eleven plank.
4: <laughs> the porta plank that is gravity-you can make it
0: longer, it keeps unfolding. But yes,
4: so the porta plank is, um, you know, went to a cleric. And for when it has needs, it's like, yeah, just pop this, you're fine.
1: <clears throat> now, I always get in trouble for not asking this question: what does it do <laughs> other than a mystify small children? <laughs>
0: I feel like this is self-explanatory because it's pirates and they have you walk the plank. So you can pull out your (laughs) port-a-plank and you can can balance it on anything and you can have them walk it, whether it be a swamp or water. The captain of the ship is like,
1: sons of bitches stole our plank. (laughs) No, no. First mate whips out his port-a-plank. We're ready to go. Let's kill Holly's bastards. <laughs> TK, I dare you to attempt to... Oh,
4: no, I'm never going to try. I- Impressive. I'm <laughs> that, 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 that's just too good. All I thought of was a... Uh, when you mentioned pirates, the... <laughs> Damn, I was just like, stop laughing.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Take your time, buddy. I'm stuck on
3: the first mate whipping out his plank. I'm <laughs> that's sorry. That's I'm seeing this guy reaching into
4: his pants. He kept like, whoa, whoa, whoa. PG. PG. The first mate's like, no, no. My porta plank.
0: Chris is breathing. Where just making it worse. <laughs> they keep laughing. Oh, no. And
4: inside, I see. What? What, 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 what I see is it looks like a tube. <laughs> I reach in, my first reaction is, I'm going to grab this tube. I pull it out, and <laughs> it's something I've introduced in my game. It's an yeah. amazing item that my one player loved till, you know, unfortunately he died a horrible, horrible death by pissing off a god.
3: Oh, no. no. <laughs> Thank like you, though. I love how all of your items in a box somehow involve a game <laughs> where they really pissed off somebody and died. <laughs> my players are really good at that. <laughs> Note it.
4: It fits on your arm, kind of, but it's really big, like a cannon. And on the side Whoa. of it, it's written, No Returns. And below it's a product <laughs> of the Death, Liches, and Beyond store.
1: Oh. I have a coupon for there.
4: Very cool. And I know where this is from. Th- this item is. It it's kind of unique because it fires whatever you put into it. Whatever I put into it, like a plank. <laughs> 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 yes, it will fire they will fire the porta plank.
3: Or a fluffy ass unicorn? Yeah.
4: <gasps> Don't put me in
0: there. <laughs> <This is> <laughs> <laughs> so, how big is it? I can really uh, I could fit in there. It's
4: about two feet long but it widens whatever you put into it, it meets that dimension. And then it fires, and I had to actually do actually real math on this when somebody used it because it reaches terminal velocity of whatever the item is.
0: Ooh. Wow. Now imagine
4: doing terminal velocity on a 300 pound solid gold chandelier.
1: Holy
0: crap.
4: This is why that player died.
1: That's a lot of shrapnel. <laughs>
4: I bet. Yeah. Because I had to figure Jeez. out shrapnel damage, plus just how much damage it did on impact.
1: Yeah. Okay. Fun. I like it. Totally.
4: Oh, nothing beats a a plank, though. That yeah. that is just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm statting that out after this podcast. <laughs> so you're saying
0: I should improv more often than I should create my own items. I got it. Okay.
1: <laughs> Piracy on demand is the is the <laughs> slogan of this particular <laughs> object.
4: <laughs> I mean, CA, Mets, uh, Kim introduced, like, arrows that fire glitter. They're in my world now, and they fire glitter that prevents people from going invisible. And my one player hates it. He's like, I'm going (laughs) to roll to go in, I'm going to roll my sneak. Okay, you have to be a DC 30. Why? They fired glitter at you, dude. You're shining like a goddamn North Star.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough beat, but somebody's got to do it. Hey, CA. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Chris? What's happening this Sunday and every Sunday?
0: Uh, yeah, so every Sunday I do a stream on Savrick's channel uh, on Twitch. S-A-E-V-R-I-C-K at 8.30 p.m. It is a Fallout RPG done by Spilled Ale Studios. So come hang out with us. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we did miss last week, but we will be uh, streaming again this coming Sunday.
1: Fallout is general Fallout, not specific Fallout.
0: Correct. Yeah, we created our own vault and everything um, has changed a little bit. Uh, but to celebrate the the coming out of Fallout 76... Yeah we thought we would start role-playing it. And it looks like it's going to end up being a campaign.
4: Like, you, you got a bunch of Fallout guys and gals into a game about Fallout with an amazing DM. You didn't think it would become a full campaign? <laughs> really, CA? <laughs> really? <laughs>
0: Truth. Uh, Kim, do you have anything coming up?
3: <laughs> I always have things coming up. Uh, well, tell us about the things. Well, Service Desk Podcast, you can find and all of the things. That comes out every two weeks. The last episode just came out on October 1st. Next one will be out on the 15th. Then uh, Beholder's Eye, which you can find at Beholder'sEyeCast.com, is out every Monday. And then Mimic, Mimic Nights is the second, fourth, and fifth Tuesdays over on Welcome Party RPG. And I, what else am I doing? <laughs> this, and then, <laughs> oh wait, whenever this comes out. Which comes out tonight. <laughs> oh. Um, and then I've got the, uh, oh, Thread Raiders. The, the Big Long Extra Life Marathon.
1: Yeah. November Yay. 2nd to the 4th something Mm
3: -hmm. on the second (laughs) i haven't written it yet but it'll be epic
0: (laughs) yes kim will be dming a game on november 2nd in the evening so come hang out with her and there's going to be other streams as well uh tk is also going to be doing something as well what's your um it's tpk what is it t yeah right tpk theater
4: TPK Theater, which I'll be rolling a 1d6 to find out just what my players go through. Because there's like 19 of them written, and it's like, uh, I don't want to kill them all in like the first two minutes, so I'll I'll roll a d6, and whichever one rolls on it, that's what they get to play.
1: <laughs> Every time a 6 is rolled, somebody dies, and then that person's cousin comes in and plays the rest of the game. <laughs>
0: I will be DMing a game with uh, Daquan Gaming on Friday night as well. We're doing dueling DMs, which is something new that I came up with, where every 15 minutes the DM switches over. Um, Daquan is going to be doing a horrific Lovecraft type of DM style, and then the next 15 minutes would be something completely different, total polar opposite, where it's like super cutesy, And full of life, Wonderland kind of theme. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see how the players do going through. Um, It's going to be very challenging for sure. And you can also make donations that will change the game while we are playing. So you could switch it over to one side or the other. Or you can change the die rolls, things like that. So it'll be a good time. And then there's a tabletop loot uh, stream on Sunday. uh, Which we're going to be doing. We're doing a lot of tabletop loot giveaways for them as well.
1: And, of course, this is all based around the Extra Life fundraiser, which you can help Mm -hmm. us raise money for by going to extra-life.org. You can type Thread Raiders into the uh, search box in order to pull up our page. Or, of course, donate to anyone who's going to be there. And, actually, uh, I think, Kim, don't you have a page over there as well? I sure do. Yes. Yay! So you can donate to either of us or anybody else because it all goes to the same place to help out kids uh, through uh, children's hospitals.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm. And Dungeons and Dragons too is up there. You can also volunteer to be on their page to help raise money, too. I found that out today. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And then TK and I, we have PAX Unplugged, November 30th to December 2nd, where we will drink lots of Dr. What no, Mr. Dr. Pib. pib. That's not a thing. <laughs> oh my god. I've been drinking Dr. Pepper in the meantime for my PIB withdrawal. So. <laughs>
1: We're
0: gonna be drinking a lot of PIB together in kilts. <laughs> and um This
1: event is also known as the last days of Philadelphia.
0: It's going to be the longest <laughs> hugging session ever because I don't plan to let TK go at any point in time, so it'll be a good time. And also, um crap, what's his name? Shimmer Shimwind
4: Ah, he's gonna be there too. Yes. At GM Lay on the Twitters. An awesome dude.
1: Yeah. This is the oh. cupcake guy, right?
0: No, oh. he paints minis, actually. Oh. Incredible job. Uh, I he, I'm know actually him. going to send him my Harley Quinns from Warhammer. He's going to paint them for me, so I'm excited such a great guy if you're not following him you should totally follow him uh he will be a pax unplugged and also gen con
4: also follow his uh podcast mage podcast it's an amazing thing it's much like the it's like a D a D&D chatty podcast really good podcast mm-hmm. really great folks on there
0: yeah and we're gonna be interviewing him also uh on the podcast uh, two weeks from now awesome yes
1: And then finally, uh, January 3rd through 6th is MAGFest.
0: And we all know that I love MAGFest so much. Everyone should go. It's an amazing time. 24 hours of gaming straight from Thursday to Sunday amazing area. Um, if you need any tips on where to stay or where to park, I know it gets super complicated, but it's totally worth it. You can always reach out to me on Twitter and I can help you through it. I
4: got a few friends who are going down there who had told them you have to find CA. They had no fucking idea what I was <laughs> talking about. I was like, <laughs> yes. look, just watch our streams. You'll find CA. And then I need you to find her. Because one of them, the seven foot tall guy who wears a great kilt to MAGFest every year, he's also <laughs> one of their IT guys. He runs the IT department. It's like, Find her, tell her I said hello. It's like, you don't think I might get maced being a seven foot tall guy walking up to a girl a lot shorter than me?
0: (laughs) And I know we're all really excited to hear about this next part where I know we talked about Gritty, the mascot. How terrifying Gritty is. I will be cosplaying as Gritty. (laughs) (laughs) I already bought the eyes.
3: <laughs> oh, why why <laughs> why are you tormenting me?
0: Because it, my work is just so excited about it and they requested that I cosplay as gritty and I gotta do it I gotta do it. so I might wear it to pack some plugs. You can't say no. It's silly. Did no, I feel like I have to like and I got different eyes too, so that they velcro on, so they're not as scary sometimes. But then if you want the real effect I can I can switch them out.
4: CA's so doing that just, because she won't get arrested
2: when we're at PAX, yeah, but I will that's what I'm the kilted really guy. About. Mm-hmm. Well, I
4: feel like going
0: to PAX Unplugged wearing this gritty outfit with the real eyes, I'm gonna go to jail. Like that's <laughs> no, see, how I see, they're I not would gonna go to let jail, me in jail
4: and people would ask you, did he make you do this? <laughs>
0: But if I switch them to like happy eyes until I get in through security, <laughs> then I can put the real ones on for the photo. <laughs> so stay tuned. I'll let you know how it goes. And I'll, I'll, maybe I'll make some videos so you guys can see me make him. <laughs> no.
4: Look, Dak keeps Yay. asking if we will stream it. It's like, uh, I don't have a battery pack that big.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Acquisitions Incorporated will also be at Pax Unplugged. So I'm very excited about that. But yeah. That's all I got.
1: Well, dear listeners, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, We also want to thank TK for being here today. TK. As well as Kim. Kim.
0: Woo. Thank you for being on our show. Thank you for having me.
1: You did a fine interview, and I want to thank you both for fixing our computers while you were here. That was really (laughs) very helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. And next
3: time, (laughs) don't actually put your password on the sticky note on your monitor, please.
1: If you enjoyed our show, be sure to tell your friends. Uh, if you could give us a tweet, we would appreciate that as well. Uh, we also want to thank our sponsor, Tabletop Loot. Uh, if you use the code Thread Raiders, you will receive a discount on your order. And as always, you can find out more about us on ThreadRaiders.com, including links to all of our social media properties, including Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc.